There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. And here's the deal. Okay. You hear our voices, and I can tell you from where we're speaking right now, we are currently in Dumbo, Brooklyn. But, but when you're listening to this, uh-huh. we will be in Orlando, Florida. That's not necessarily true well you know if if you're listening on the day of release well okay just metaphysically we're not going to be in in dumbo is is what matt's trying to say right but as you guys know i don't know my words but i do know my heart Mm -hmm. and i hope that you're listening on the day of release Uh, and i have a feeling people are going to be excited about this episode of course and if you are i'm going to say what is it probably noon sure if you're listening at noon on the day of release, we will probably, if our fast pass is followed, yes, just be getting off Space Mountain. Absolutely. We're doing a noon Space Mountain because that's the time to do it. If I'm correct about my itinerary that I created. Sure, sure, sure. And I think I am because I uh, I do invest a lot of energy into you this. You are fastidious in your planning for Disney World. Bowen is, of course, pulling the word fastidious from a recent audition breakdown that we both got, and they were trying to say gay without saying gay, so they said fastidious. They're weaponizing the word against us. Right, right, right. So you know what? Why not throw it back and take back the power? Absolutely. We're two fastidious boys Uh who are in Orlando, perhaps currently 
depending on when you're listening. Exactly. Well, you guys, we're so and having a great time. And having a great time. We assume. Uh, and for those of you who are uh, joining us on Patreon, thank you so much. We're having a blast on there so far. So please keep tuning in. Maybe throw five dollars our way. Five bucks. It's nothing. It's a latte, which everyone says, right? Like yeah. that's the price point. It's, like, a, it's co- a latte. To, it's a coffee if you tip. If you tip, that's the rule. I don't know. Today I spent four seventy five on a coffee. It's too Is that much. Not. It's too much. It's, it's too, too, much. too much. Anyway, you know what? We'll it was talk a about fine this later. Coffee. Okay. Good. All right. Good. Right. Great. Um, we have really a truly incredible guest today. Don't jump around it. Icon. Icon. You know what? You're, and I was here's ask the thing. This. You shake your head and, and get bashful, but you are. Uh, and I have a question that's just a rephrasing of what a uh, friend of the show, John Early, asked her one time at the Ally Coalition, um, at an Ally Coalition event. But, you know, we'll get into this. We'll get into that question. Let's go through the credits. I mean, they come rolling down, as we say. Reality Bites, which Wikipedia says solidified her. As a icon of Generation X, well, Wikipedia quoted someone else as a secondary yeah, source. Okay, so, 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 th- so, so this, this is already something ta- to get into here. This. What the hell? Do, I don't even know what our generation is. I know millennial, we, we but it seems broad. I don't know. Okay, all I know is Sp- the Spice Girls did a Pepsi ad, and they said Generation X, and even with them, I was very unclear who they were talking to. We were in that window. Anyway, Wet Hot American Summer, baby. Both the movie and both series on Netflix. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Perhaps oh my, my favorite Mystery Men. And you haven't seen Mystery Men, which I, I just... I Mystery, Mystery which... Men. Well, thanks for outing me right in front of her. But... Listen, we can't all see everything, but you should have seen Mystery Men. Of course, Man. I should have. I should have. Um, the Larry Sanders Show, The Ben Stiller Show, The West Wing, and 24, which I have to get into her, it with her about 24. We'll because... get into it. All right. Everyone, please. It's time. He's just stand up, an icon, as we said. Please welcome... Janine Garofalo. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Hi, Janine. Hi. Uh, first, I'm not Gen X. What Gen? I'm the tail end of the baby boomers. Okay. I was playing a, a Gen X. I was 29 at the time, mm-hmm. playing a 20 or a 21 year old. The rest of the cast was was Gen X. One, no, Gen no, X. was firmly a Gen X. Right. Er, <clears> but but then... I, I actually was 29. So what's well, the tension go. between repres- being the poster child for this, you know, generation? I don't think I am the poster child for that generation. Uh, at the time in the 90s, uh, I guess I was lumped in with that. Yeah. But I always tried to say I, 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 I'm I, much older than – I mean, I can't, I can't, there I can't you go. take that mantle. But um, I guess if there's a poster person for it, it would be Winona. She, I think, probably – is the poster child of that. And, you know, we recently have seen all these commercials about the comeback. Oh, have you sure. seen these perfume commercials I with saw her? One, I saw it once, yeah. It was pretty amazing I that, like, it. The, it was this, it's this commercial that's, like, once in a generation. It's, like, this kind of, like, comeback-centric sure. perfume ad, and then you see it's Winona, and I actually, I didn't know who it was going to be. I, it looked like Natalie Portman from the back, mm-hmm. and then it was Winona, and I was like, Absolutely, hundred percent. But also, go. she didn't go anywhere. Really, no, didn't exactly. go anywhere. She was in Black Swan, among other things. She was more artsy, artsy films, and yes. also by choice. Yes, uh, she didn't was around. do a lot of stuff, but she was definitely around. But it's even—it's very strange. A comeback. They would say Will <laughs> yeah. Smith, who who is sitting at, here, in, in, right in a sense, is sitting uh, here. I remember <laughs> once in a preview for a film, he did 
Will Smith's comeback. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no. he's, he's ubiquitous and Absolutely. has been for years. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, that's not a comeback. Now, I don't d- call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. I do want to follow up with what John asked you one time, which is, I mean, he <laughs> he was going to phrase it as... Who is also in What Hot American Summer. Yes, also absolutely. in What Hot American Summer, your co-star. Ubiquitous as well these days. Also ubiquitous. Um, will we'll not have a comeback anytime soon. No, no, no. Um, John asked you, am I a gay icon? But he really, I mean, that was a real, that was like a misdirect from asking you, are you a gay icon? Janine, can you answer that for um, us tonight? I don't know <laughs> if I'm a gay icon. That might be overstating it, but I, um, many, many people over the years have mistaken me for both gay and Jewish, to which I say, thank uh, you. I take it as a compliment because it makes me seem far more interesting than an asexual atheist. But uh, it gives me more texture. But asexuality texture. is inherently interesting, I would say. Absolutely. It's just more interesting than... It's than a, the it's, presence of sexuality. It's, it's not what I mean. I think most people would describe themselves as sexual beings, and yes. to be asexual, that's yeah. Interesting. I have a, a biologically low libido. Always have. I mean, there was a brief period where it seemed to be kind of normal mm-hmm, in right. my late thirties, and I think it was a biological imperative, like my body saying, "If you want to have a kid," which I did not. Mm-hmm. This is your last chance. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, when I used to drink heavily, I would be sexual, but that was just. A chemical a, a thing. contingency of the alcohol. I, exactly. As it often is, well, yes. I mean, Janine, that technically qualifies you to be under the LGBTQQIA for asexual wow, you umbrella. know all the letters. There's so many letters now. So, so many, many letters. letters. It's a big old soup. But you're technically a queer icon, so I think I think we can bestow that Well, I take that as a huge you. compliment because oh, yeah. they, uh, the, the queer... Intelligentsia tend to have <laughs> interesting taste, you know, sure. discerning taste. Oh so. wow, absolutely. I mean, we're we're pretty. We we sort of wallow in the on the low end of things on this program. <laughs> I don't know. We saw Call well, Me there's by Your low Name. End- Taste, uh-huh. uh, you know, which would be I, I feel Perez Hilton and Andy Cohen, sure, sure, who yeah. sort of cultivates that gossipy, sure, sure. Uh, sometimes the comedy of cruelty, yeah, the succession That's, of like a John Waters, maybe. Um, yeah, I feel like it, it, I, I, I take it as a huge compliment if it is coming. From the right source. Okay. <laughs> I, w- would, I would consider us the right source. Sure. Yes, I consider you guys the right source. Did, okay, you, well, thank did you. you see the queer film of the year, Call Me By Your Name? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't seen that, but I have certainly read every great review yeah. of it. <laughs> every piece. Every piece. Of which there are many. There are, there are, uh, We're not necessarily fans. I f- well, he, you really don't like it. I just I'm comparing it to the to the source material to which the, book, the book, which I love. But you know what? I mean, we don't have to get into this. I just want to say because I don't. But I want- lo- kissing Jessica Stein. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But you're all over the place because okay, I had forgotten you were in 24. Right, I was just in it but for one season. Right, I, and I watched the season that I, I actually watched that season. See, I before I like understood what 24 sort of was i was very into it like I, like there was oh, sure. the one scene there was the one season which was remember when the president was like a terrorist at the end did you watch the show before you were on it i didn't really but okay. i was just flattered somebody offered me a job <laughs> yeah. and, man, and my good friend marilyn rice cup was on it and also She's Reese Coiro. so yeah there you go i was very happy to have work a and work with friends although i did not agree with the politics right. of the uh Creators, producers, mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. an issue. And also, I was just there to make liberals look weak. <laughs> and he did that <laughs> on is, purpose. Yeah, uh, I mean, Joel Cernow, who's yeah. a big right-wing guy, yeah. who thinks it's a great a great uh, thing to say that he's best friends with Rush Limbaugh. Ugh. I really feel you should keep that to yourself. hundred percent. But he, he thought that was, yeah, aren't I great? But he <sighs> knew about my politics, right. and he... he 
intended to make me look weak. Then there was a big writer strike. I celebrated oh, two yeah. birthdays in one season on that because uh, there was so much time off. And oh, then wow. their new oh, writers wow. came in and they never picked up that through line of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, it was supposed to make a female president look weak, but you can't make Cherry Jones look weak. No, Cherry Jones you. has the gravitas. Yes. To, yeah. Yeah. So his plans were foiled. Uh, yeah. That's actually rule of culture number 75. Cherry Jones Jones has has the gravitas. gravitas. You know, we'll find it. She stands in her truth as Susie Orman would want her to do. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right, so another gay icon. Our our big time. Susie and Cherry linked at all? A gay financial icon. Well, of course. Are Susie and Cherry linked at all or is that just like a convenience? No, no, no. (laughs) Susie Orman always talks about standing in your truth. Standing in your truth. And she does. Oh, boy. I I fucks with a Susie Orman 40-minute video of her just lecturing about you know, fiduciary responsibility, fiduciary fiscal responsi- prudence. There you go. I like the cut of her jib. She knows what's what. I wait further instructions. Thank yes, you. absolutely. Let's let's <laughs> absorb. You. Let's yeah. absorb. Exalt. So, is that what happened on your, on the season of Twenty Four? Your character gets like interrogated and broken, or like uh, give us up? Well, it was all like changed yeah, because yeah. a couple things happened: the strike, and Marilyn Rice Cup unexpectedly got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. So then they had my character have her thrown in jail mm. because you could because. Even though it's just one day. Yeah, right. And so after the strike was over, she was clearly showing a pregnancy. (laughs) So there was a, she, if you, in the video where she's in, Incarcerated, she's behind a big box. Uh huh. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yes. That box, those boxes that are in prison. So that you can't see. (laughs) She could have just had a big box. Much like on that great show Playing House, which I love, where one of the characters was pregnant and they went out of their way to have boxes everywhere that she (laughs) could stand behind. Bird Bones, the character of Bird Bones. I see. The best is, I think, I think it was on like Desperate Housewives. They all had to like carry a pillow at some point. They I'm sure. always, <laughs> they always try and hide it in some way if they don't want to write it into the story. Right, know. right, right. I think TV it should be magic. written into every story. Absolutely. She maybe. I mean, you know what? Maybe that character on Twenty Four just. I was gonna say had a big lunch, but maybe well, she like got knocked out. Well, like I said, up. it's just one day, so it's hard. Right, to... Yeah, exactly. Right. This is true. Because Marilyn Rice Cup is a very lean. There's no body fat on Marilyn Rice <laughs> right, Cup, and right, so right. and even when she was very pregnant, it was just like a little basketball. But the thing was, it was right. different. Sure. <laughs> the television it does famously add, uh, add forty five pounds. Yeah. 45, in, my case, in my case, in my case, it adds sixty pounds. Yeah. Wow. I mean, well, here's the thing. We are going to now ask you the question that we ask all of our mm-hmm. guests, which is, what is the culture that made you, Janine? Step in a cultural direction. Like, this was the first movie you saw, um, tune you heard, television show you were a regular fan of that made you say, okay, culture, it might be for me. Well, the thing is, is it's a difficult question because culture is around us. It's, oh, it's not, everything. No way, and there's high, low, middle brow culture. It just is, exists. There's, uh-huh. it, it, just by being born, you are part of a culture. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. But I do have some key things that I guess directed my taste or or uh, one of one of the first I guess there's a combination uh, as a child in the 70s comedy albums were very big my older mm-hmm. brother yes. had um, George Carlin Cheech and Chong mm-hmm. my parents had Nichols and May and Bob and Ray and I would just listen to them listen to them listen to them right right time. right uh-huh. and I was just a huge fan then SCTV came on in oh, 1975 yeah. and yep was a huge influence and also around that time I saw a movie called Take the Money and Run by Woody Allen Mm -hmm. and I thought I want to somehow this and and the thing about I guess your one's taste because we curate in a way our own culture Mm -hmm. you have 
I don't know if epiphany is too strong a word, but something catches your attention yeah. and it sticks right. for some reason. And then you become intellectually curious about wanting to go deeper into that thing. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so I would say, comedically speaking, um, I feel I had good taste in comedy even as a young <laughs> person. And they say comedy subjective. I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. There is some, ob- <laughs> by any metric, bad comedy. For you sure. know what I mean? Wait, wait. And then good comedy. And Albert Brooks also. Uh, I became a fan of his albums, A Star Is Bought and Comedy Minus One. And, uh, but I would say those were huge influences. And as I got older, Letterman came on when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. That was a real touchstone for many, many people. Because everyone yeah. tried to emulate that right. thing. But that also it caught the attention of certain people. This is different. Something's going on because yeah. it's authentic. Right. And it's very when cerebral, When things are authentic. Too. Yeah. And even when it's being stupid and silly, it's coming from a smart source. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's very different from when stupid comedy is coming from a dumb source. But when it's coming from a smart source, yeah. it it's all the more interesting. Yeah. It just feels different. And... Then I would say the second major factor was um, when I went to Providence College, Rhode Island. Big mistake, but at least, <laughs> but at least I was got it Rhode to Island or Providence College. Providence College in Providence, Rhode Island. And it was a very religious university, which mm. I went to by choice. I, I'm an atheist now, but sure. I mm-hmm. was religious. And WBRU, which was Brown University's college mm-hmm. radio station, uh, we could I could get on my radio. And that music mm-hmm. reached me. Mm-hmm. It was different. It was better. And uh, sent me down a path of seeing these bands live where you yeah. meet other people in these yeah. venues in Rhode Island and Boston. Uh, and you see uh, di- different kind of people and also sartorial choices. Change. Right, right, right. There's, yeah, right. Um, there's ways people dress mm-hmm. and carry themselves the music they listen to the comedy like the books they read also um somebody uh turned me on to howard zinn and noam chomsky mm-hmm. so all of these things taken together became sort of um i guess my awakening and i don't like words like woke uh <laughs> like you know what i mean and i understand woke in the dictionary means sure. awake but i don't like it's used s- with slang, and when people use slang for important things, it bugs me. Oh, yeah. Hashtag, mm-hmm. well, it just, no. just speak it. You're an adult. Speak it. Yep. Just say, say enlightened, what awake, whatever it is. Don't Absolutely. put a hashtag in front of it. It's It undercuts the gravitas of, of what you're talking about. Right. It yep. makes it seem like a tool instead of like yeah. something that you feel. You're just making it frivolous. You're just you're being frivolous with language. Right. But Janine, you just gave us a full sort of tapestry of the contours of your... I well, think well like, upbringing. like, and also then kids in the hall, things of that uh-huh, nature. Yeah. But also, I grew up in a time before social media, before, before personal computer. Mm-hmm. You know, people had them before all of these things. So when there was comedy or music, people made tapes and passed them. Around. You know, what I mean, it's yeah, like an underground yeah. railroad of rewatching uh, Robert Tilton, the pastor of gas, mm. or the Uncle Floyd show, which was on a, a local affiliate, mm-hmm. or just a. Uh, it used to be called college radio. Right. Then it was indie and then alt. Yeah. Um, but these things were not that easy to find. And then also in independent film, when it really was independent, there were certain touchstone movies that people saw. Betty Blue, Repo Man, With Nail and I, mm-hmm. Wish You Were Here, um, and then also British culture. Like there was things that were not as easily found, yep. uh, but if you were in a certain type of world. Right. 
they were things all, that everybody in that world was doing. Excessive, so what yeah. do people stand to lose now with like the loss of that tactile element? Because you're talking about like, you know, tapes like being passed around or it's like, oh, have, have you heard of... Or just like you know, literally like, having to go out and connect with people in order to share this. Shit. I mean, yeah, well, I, I don't know if anything's lost because uh, it, more and more people find community now in many ways. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when I was growing up, um, you know, I was I was neither particularly popular nor unpopular. There was no poor me story, no nothing. But there right. were some people that were definitely, definitely on the fringes mm-hmm. and and far more complex than me and I. You know, who could not find community. Right. Sure. The way young people can today. So I think there's a lot of very good things that come with that. Now with that, obviously comes a lot of nonsense Mm -hmm. of course, and a lot of narcissism and a lot of uh, cruelty and bullying, a whole new layer of bullying and stuff like that. But I do think there is some very, very good things, especially for young people. They can find comfort and people like them very easily now, yeah, which yep. was not the case. That's definitely. You, so, do you use social media at all now? I don't. Yeah. There's a fake me tweeting and a fake Facebook me, right. but uh, it's not me. And a fake Instagram. I, I don't understand why, but it, uh, I just that's a full time job, and I'm not. Right. I'm not. Uh, like I said, I I'm 54, so most of my life is without it. I'm more comfortable without it, mm-hmm. and I feel the more you put yourself out there the more you give people a reason to dislike you. Oh, sure. A That's reason to take a true. shot at you, and it doesn't roll off my back. I yeah. I really like when people like me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't, I don't, and some people get alerts, like mm-hmm. when people talk about them, things like that. It doesn't roll off my back. Yeah, it hurts no. me terribly, mm-hmm. yeah. especially if it's unjust. If somebody says something where it's like, yeah, well, that's a, that. there's a fair point. Yeah. that's It still hurts my feelings, but I'm like, okay, but when it's unjust, especially right. for political stuff or <sighs> things you've said that are completely reasonable and on the right side of history, right? When you get attacked for that, it is the most painful, painful oh, thing. God. Yeah, yep, at least yep, for yep. me. me. That's no, how I yeah, no. There recently was an interview with Erica Badu. The interview, and there was the larger interview. And then there was, of course, the pull quote. And the pull quote was, mm-hmm. I see good things in Hitler. But what she was right. saying and as a whole. Journalists are not your friend. Exactly. And then also, no. everybody loves to take a shot. Everybody, you know, and the thing is, Erica Badu has proven herself to be a, oh a thinker. Yep. Yeah. Uh, an artist. Uh, Huge where, where, cultural you know, shaper. Go, goes yeah. her own way. Yeah. And. Uh, now that's a tough one when you mention Hitler. That's like one of those things. Always an obstacle. Like as soon as you, it's like somebody dropped an anvil into the yeah, conversation. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. But pull quotes and stuff, they're just not fair. And the journalist is always looking for something. Mm-hmm. And then they create a faux manufactured anger. Mm-hmm. And it's usually just a very small group of people, but it can grow. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's just schoolyard bullying and also uh, a distraction at work. Yeah. yeah, you know. Oh, I'm gonna weigh in on this person I've never met, and everyone has to. It's yeah. just, a, yeah. but I feel like yeah. they don't. That's right. the thing. No, they don't the, actually. And, and I know that for younger people, it's very hard to disengage because mm-hmm. it's part and parcel of the fabric of their being. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you don't have to. Right. But the unit of measurement nowadays is like these little low kiss, low sigh of like PR bullshit. Like, yeah. 
it's like the Erica Badu, this Erica Badu thing. It's like, oh my God, Erica Badu is a Nazi sympathizer. Like, he, like the takeaways are just what 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 has she ever done that shows she's a Nazi? I mean, nothing. Truly, literally nothing. It's it's people that I think don't even they see the headline, don't even read the article because who has time? Right. Mm-hmm. And then they take <laughs> they this do. and they have their take. And then what really sucks? And you have I to think, take the word for the journalist, right? Which. Yeah. Over the years, time and time again, they they are very willing to take poetic license oh, yeah, with big what time. somebody oh, says. Yeah, and yeah. also leave out if somebody was laughing mm-hmm. or being sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, they love it because they feel it's their job. Not all of them, but mm-hmm. hack ones. Right. Let's create a controversy. So people yeah. talk about my article. Or the thing I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't even know if it was literally the headline of the article, but it was someone who took that from it. And then that, of course, became the conversation and a conversation that truly never happens about her in a positive way. No. There's mm-hmm. no discussion about her and the impact she's had on culture and black culture and like music culture. I'm sure there is, but not in that in that no. world not trending. That, that that was trending with that. And also yeah. leave it alone. Yeah. You know, I could care less. Like everybody's upset about whatever. Are they? Is no, everybody no. upset? Yeah. Everybody's talking about really I have heard no one talking <laughs> exactly, about exactly. it. Exactly, exactly. It's just it's just one of those things um, I can't stand sweeping generalizations like no, that. No, and no, 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 and no. there's nothing more powerful than a fixed idea. You drop that in, everyone's like, oh, I heard she's a Nazi sympathizer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just lazy. And also, it's just verbal dust. It just means nothing. God. And also, like the arrogance that comes with thinking you're going to have the hottest take on that. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's going to be my tweet that yeah. gets the 3,000 likes. And then it's it going to be retweeted. Like there's, like, there's nobility <laughs> yeah. in it. Right. Now, if no. you are somebody who has tweeted something that is truly edifying and enlightening, mm-hmm. like you've you've created content or tweeted or post, done something that people go, hmm, mm-hmm. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Or that person, that's right. right. You know, whatever yeah. it is, that does mean something. Of but when it's this nonsense... Uh, so that we can all pile on. Mm-hmm. It affects the quality of your life. And actually people are lesser than mm-hmm. the yeah. more they participate in that. God, I just, uh, this is just an Erica story, um, but I saw her this summer at, at a music festival and she was incredible. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. One of the best. Amazing. And then like she had a 45 minutes, like just 45 minutes and like, but meanwhile she like just wraps you up in her sound like within like the first number. But then like, like the time, her time was up, and they just cut off her mic, and I'm just like, "Damn!" Like they wouldn't do that. That's so disrespectful. It's so disrespectful to anyone, even yeah. people you don't like. It's embarrassing, and it's dis- there's a better ways to do it. Absolutely. Now, if it was somebody going on and on, you know, you know, just being uh, like- who is a blowhard and is just wasting people's time or drunk, whatever. That that's one thing. Yeah. But if it's an artist like Erica Badu, right. can you not give maybe have somebody signal? That you need to wrap whatever it up. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's another way. She's mm-hmm. done this before, and it's you know I don't know. This is sort of a a weird not uh, you know counterfactual or hypothetical, but it's like would this have happened to a male artist? Who knows? But it, it could. That's one of those things yeah. where you don't know because time is time, and and the bookers of the show and the manager they don't care who it is. Right. So it transcends gender. Sure, sure. There might have been somebody that they fear. Like, right. Oh, right. someone's just going to be mad. Right. So we better not do it. <laughs> But um, I feel like I've heard many stories about uh, both genders having the mics right. cut. I'm, I just think she's she's just been burned by the industry a couple times. But she's also beloved. For as much as she's burned, she is as as embraced. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, that's usually the 
the balance. The flip right, side yeah, of yeah, that. Right, yeah. When people are are um, lightning rods, if you will, for whatever reason, there are just as many, if not more. It's yes. just the squeaky wheels that get the grease. The mm-hmm. naysayers always are the biggest babies and fill their diapers first, so they mm-hmm. they get paid attention to. The rule yeah. of culture, it's always the squeaky wheels <laughs> that get the grease, uh-huh. and the biggest babies fill their, fill diapers, their diapers first. first. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good rule. That's a good rule. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. 
My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Cool. The, uh, this actually reminds me, the other day they had Rose McGowan on The View. Oh, great, yeah. And it was a large interview with her. Like it was, they s- devoted a lot of time to her, to her story as they should because yeah. she's uh, now has her new book called Brave, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which I can't wait to read. And it was like a two-part interview with her. And then actually when they came back from commercial break, the ladies were talking about it more after she had left. And um, it's true. Whoopi Goldberg was like making this point about like what, what Rose had said. And they start playing Whoopi off. And then she turns to the camera and she goes, maybe don't play me off now. Like maybe uh-huh. this isn't the time to do this. Like she like locked eyes yeah. with the camera and was like, eh. There is nothing more cowardly than a network TV producer. But having been on <laughs> The View uh, back over the years yeah. and um, – having some discussions about them asking me to tempt. This is when I worked at Air America and during mm-hmm, the Bush mm-hmm. era. Uh, we, could you please just tempt, not say, you know, just fear, yeah. coward, you know, uh. that's just, that's the nature of mainstream show business. Yeah. And mainstream, any business. Yeah, 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 Is yeah, yeah. fear. Just protectiveness that's a, and over. bureaucracy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's a tale as old as time. Yeah, right. But with Rose McGowan, I was watching a little bit of an interview last night on uh, with Christian, uh, Christian Amanpour, yeah. and it seemed as if um, Christian was trying to catch her out on something. It seemed oh, like it. Oh. I don't know for sure, but it felt like it was going that way. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. and so my stomach started feeling sick, and so I changed the channel. But it, uh, it seemed like she was saying, "So you were in the hot tub." With with you know that uh, the, yeah now the, all of these things are problematic because it's when it, I believe the story was uh, it it was a Weinstein story mm-hmm. and they were both in a hot tub and then unwanted advances came and yeah. Chris John kept harping on that like why were you in the hot tub but and and Rose to her credit was saying let's not make it about this right yeah let's not make it about this. you know I've got much more to say on this. Yep. It's just one of those things that also in culture, in in life, will never get past when people are in hot tubs with an aggressor. Any of these things. Why were you there? Because people who aren't there go, I'd have never done that. Right, exactly. But when you're 20 or whatever she was and Mm -hmm. was being told she's the next big thing and also had been raised in a highly sexualized, inappropriate. Yes. Her whole life was inappropriate advances. Yeah, yep. And, um unfortunate events and from the very first doom generation everything and all the things she was used as a sexual objectified person she's a very very beautiful person and she went along with it that doesn't mean she would like to be harassed right but it's one of those things where um you have to factor in all of what made her her yes how she got to this place and um I don't, unfortunately, I don't think she'll ever get past with many interviewers mm-hmm. 
those types of questions, because, but yeah. she's very, very good at, at deflecting those yeah. questions. Yeah, it's always the circumstantial sort of questions that always right. get tossed mm-hmm. around. But with her, I think people do it even more because I think this smear campaign that Weinstein did embark on with her and not just work. him and, not oh just him. absolutely yeah, not you know the Mossad just this whole like, collection of people that whose job it was to discredit her there that's been the narrative about Rose McGowan for the last 10 years is crazy well, wacko that, that's the thing it's easy yeah. to it's low hanging fruit it's right. very mm-hmm. easy to mock and marginalize anyone in entertainment that's a <laughs> yeah, female right, right. in entertainment oh my mm-hmm. God. get out really easy and if you have taken your clothes off yes you've that's a trifecta God. of Mocked, marginalized, out. But also, people like to do that. Uh, and again, I don't like sweeping generalizations, but for the most part in mainstream media, what they like to do is, I don't want to think about this. It, well, how can I categorize this person so we could dismiss it? Exactly. Uh, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, let's do this. Let's pigeonhole it. Let's classify it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lay it to the side. Yeah. Uh, and that's just the nature of mainstream, <sighs> especially news media. Yeah. Sure. It's trick. It trickles down all the way. So I remember totally. in my ske- in my like sketch group in college, like I became the the director of it, and I could feel people taking me less seriously just because I was just gay. Be, like, oh, gay. Uh-huh. he's saying something forceful, and it's bitchy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, forget it. And then, like, my successor, Sudi Green, who ran the group after me, dealt with it on a whole other level because she was a woman. Mm-hmm. And right. it's just crazy. And it was coming from twenty year old kids. Right. Well, it's that I always find that it's difficult to blame or to to hold people to what they did anything below the age of 30 yeah you know you put a camera on them or you interview them most people are going to say something dumb yeah dumb (laughs) uh when they're young (laughs) yeah that's just the way you're not the best version of yourself Uh, at 21 you you will grow and evolve hopefully hopefully Mm -hmm. but if any everyone in the world, and people turn the camera on so they love to take pictures of themselves with rice pudding and cupcakes. <laughs> but I'm saying if people followed them and listened to their interactions all the time and then mm-hmm. put it on the TV or whatever, people go, that was dumb. Yeah, you're going to find something. Yeah. 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 Any interest, because obviously in these fraught political times, blah, blah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah um, any engagement interest at all to like, what's the equivalent now? Like, I guess crooked media, like Pod Save America. Well, that there's kind of stuff. all kinds. There's tons of stand-up benefits, raising money for certain things, and I've attended many of the marches and actions. Yes. Um, and then also uh, Dave Rath, my my one of my managers, uh, has this uh, tour, the Comedy Resistance, that he's going to different swing states and stuff, and mm. comics are performing there, raising money for certain things. Amazing. Uh, to get people engaged. There is... Uh, one of the great things about living in this city in the outer boroughs is there's an action almost every day. You can accidentally walk into one and go, hey, I was there. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, there. <laughs> Citizenship. Yeah. I'm I'm engaged. Even if you didn't mean to go, you right. just, totally, well, totally. I stood there and uh, <laughs> I was there. I stand with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Now, uh, in other ways, I've been asked to speak and make public service announcements, which I uh, no longer have a wish to do because uh, having gone through that. Yeah. That mill uh, right. in 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 the early aughts and the bushes and and mm-hmm. with yeah. Air America, um, again being entertainment makes you not listen to that for whatever reason. It's God. like you know they could get people, people could quote unquote respect right. from all walks of life right. who are willing to say the same thing, but in a lot of these shows won't book them. Uh, they just want uh, somebody. But even with like, even, yeah, but that like has been on a TV show exactly. or something like sure. that. But it's uh, I, and in my stand up, 
I'm happy to talk about things like that. I make no secret of how I feel about mm-hmm. things, and right. I will in in one on one conversations. Uh, you know, anywhere that I go, I'm not going to keep silent about certain things. Right. Right. But I do. I don't know how productive it is, um, all the time. Let's get actors, and also don't use the word celebrity. I mean, mm-hmm. a, I'm not a celebrity, but b, that word is so off putting. Sure. Don't say celebrities for blah blah blah. Yeah, and also, yeah, yeah. usually people in entertainment don't refer to themselves as, as that. Celebrity. No, not at all. Right. Um, but the people putting the campaign together do thinking it's the right thing to do it is not the no, right thing to it's do it's discrediting in it, some it's way. it's silly and it's just people this person it doesn't define them just because right. i happen to have done stand up or been in a show or been in a movie it does not define me mm-hmm. i am a citizen like anybody else and i have thoughts and feelings and you know if i was a if i was a um an electrician Mm-hmm. Would you take me more? You know, right, do, right. do I? Can I say something? Shut up and wire. Yeah, 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 say, yeah. Shut up and sing. <laughs> shut yeah. up and do comedy. Right, right. I want right. to hear that. Shut up and 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 finish the plumbing. Yeah, keep no. How dare, happen. Keep how politics dare you? Out of I was at a Barbra Streisand concert last year, and there was this woman. If she got political as she does, mm-hmm. um, and there was this woman a few rows back. Just screaming about how she didn't want to hear it. And well, it's you know, like, like, where the out. fuck get did out. you think you were coming? And you know, and not just that. So you don't give a shit. Yeah, uh, my, I'm sorry. No, no, no. no yes, so you don't care what you're saying to me. You've just spoken volumes about you. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to hear it. So, but I'm sure you're happy to give your uh, opinion anywhere else. Guess what? This person cares about things, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you must have known that. Yeah. You're sorry. So your I don't want to hear it just means I don't agree with what that person's saying but if it was toby keith Mm -hmm. i'll hear it you know what i mean it's it's one of those things but when people say i don't want to hear it then leave yeah truly you know what i mean it's this is important and especially now it was it was dire during reagan and bush Mm -hmm. but it is come on beyond critical now oh my god and if you're gonna be a person who doesn't want to hear this affects you do you not know that yeah it affects if you have children uh your children and your grandchildren. Now, yep. if you don't give a shit about yourself mm-hmm. and these things, or you think you're above it, uh, do you not care at all about the air your kids breathe or about the uh, financial stability, uh, the infrastructure that's not being served? Mm. All of these things that affect your life, deeply impact. Yes, we got rid of Frank Underwood. Yay, Kevin Spacey. He'll never mm. be making decisions that impact your life negatively. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so Kevin Spacey's gone. Stop the celebration. It does nothing to affect your life. Right. Do you know right, what I mean? Right. Jeffrey Tambor's gone now. Yeah. And that was, you know, and I, and I and hear this, he's back now, which is, uh, uh, which whatever. actually, you know what? This is, it's like talking about Israel. This is going to get, oh, me tra- please. Yeah. <laughs> with the, with the, with the me to, I think it's okay mm-hmm. to question the questioner every once in a while. If we transcend gender like the bathrooms, human beings are making accusations. Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, the the person that went after Al Franken worked for a Fox affiliate, was contacted at, by Breitbart before she decided to take this issue with this picture. Mm-hmm. Is that not fair to ask that question about why now? Why this? And also this photo. And also um, I was talking to some other comics who were doing their due diligence. And apparently that photo was fake. They were fake sleeping. Right. So, and also beyond that, you were just in war zones. This is your takeaway? This is your takeaway? An illegal war that kicked off this whole thing that's still going with uh, uh, 
people dying, the refugee crisis, women being sexually assaulted all the time on both sides, Mm -hmm. and people living in dire poverty. This is your takeaway, that this picture from Mm -hmm. Alpha, now he's gone. Uh, and, And it throws away all the wonderful work he's ever done. And I think it's okay to question the questioner. Now, people immediately recoil when I start talking about that. No, in the same way when I talk about it's okay to care about Palestinians. But oh, you're, you're anti-Semitic. No. no, no, no I no, no, refuse no. to get put in a box like that because it's bullying and it shuts down meaningful conversation. You're looking yeah. at the um, you know, the million different variables that go into just human beings talking about right. other human beings. And anything I think it's problematic you call anything me too. There's a lot of people who want to get on board. Look at me. Look at me too. Ex- me too. That's me too. what bothered me. It's, a, yeah. it's it's me too can become uh, like a Rod Serling episode of Lights Out on Maple Street. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like or any of the themes he dealt with sure, during the sure. McCarthy yeah, era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the McMartin and, case way back when. These things the catch on like things. a wildfire and mm-hmm. they get out of control. And then people, like I said earlier, nothing is more powerful than a fixed idea. That's that's more that sticks more than the truth. People's lives are destroyed. Yeah. Uh, the, some of these people who have been accused have daughters mm-hmm. who read the press and hear about it. And and I don't think it's fair for any story to say we don't question the questioner. Right. That's like the Spanish Inquisition or the Crusades mm-hmm. or anything. Now, obviously, there are people who need to be heard. There yes. is no question about that. Mm-hmm. And I am not questioning that. Right. But I do feel if Breitbart News has something to do with it, you have every right to question the yeah, accuser. to do your due diligence. And, and I just... feel like, and and because we're talking about human beings. Absolutely. And this transcends gender in these cases. And uh, I feel like, um, it. when is it going to be, and maybe it is okay to talk about that. But it's much easier to come at it with vitriol. Just no, no, no. You're no, because when I have discussed this in stand-up about about the Rod Serling aspect mm, of it, right. I can see people recoil. Some people recoiling yeah. in their mm-hmm. in their seats. The look mm-hmm. on their face changes. They're waiting for the shoe shoe to drop. Even before I even start discussing what I'm going to say, yeah, that they're ready for impact and ready with a response. It's a conditioning that we right. have now. And it it's, is, it's I think, the internet yeah. that, mm-hmm. that terrifies us. I mean, even, I'm not even going to, I'm going to be transparent about it. Even talking about it now, it does make you a little nervous because there are those people who will you refuse to, it, to see the whole picture. You have picture. to fight it. Absolutely, you have to. No, this is why the Palestinians are still living under apartheid. Mm-hmm. Because in this country, we are not allowed to care. That's been the M.O., since post-World War II, basically. You are right. uh, In mainstream media, anyway, mainstream media, and politicians, you better not discuss it. You better not talk about the Palestinians in a kind way. Right. And that's why for years, you know, it has real impact. People are dead, dying, living in poverty, and living under apartheid. And it is apartheid. Yes. Doesn't mean I am not, uh, I don't care. Uh, It doesn't mean I'm anti-Semitic at all. And it is a child's argument to talk about that and I refuse to back down from these things yeah. because this is how people suffer. Yeah. And it will go on for years because maybe your stomach felt a little knot when I started talking about this. You that tells you you got to push against Absolutely. it or mm. nothing will change. Yeah. Well, it's it's a it's on purpose too. People want you to see an quote-unquote enemy as inhuman. They don't want you to yeah. to to, to 
um, understand that there's a person on the other side. It's what happens right here in America. It's what, you know, if Russia's interfering the way we think they are they want us to have a civil war they want us to mm-hmm. see the other side as inhuman that's trump getting up there and saying they ripped the babies out of the of the wombs that's right. them that's them that's wanting been, to see that us old as monsters has been uh, you know but the thing is is uh rush there was collusion i don't mm-hmm. know how many he confessed to it right i mean, I mean it, yes obviously he's guilty of many many things mm-hmm. which just shows you that if he was on the first 48, they would have wrapped that case up in in 48 hours. Yep. I don't know if you watched uh. the first 48 on A&E, but they get it done. If there's just a crime <laughs> scene with a dead body, a carcass, and and maybe a nickname of somebody who might have been there, and they solve it. This They have nothing but evidence from, right. from oh, I mean, the person yep. himself. And yet, oh, I'm just not an, oh, it's like trying to get John Gotti. Oh, million just not fucking years. It's because should have put him on first there's, foot, there's foot dragging, and because many many other people will be implicated. But uh, that's yeah, just right. that's just the nature of government in this country or any other. But that what you mentioned brings me to another book that influenced my life a great deal mm-hmm. called "I and Thou" by Martin Buber, which was another one of those life changing things. And uh, it talks about how people either have an "I it" relationship with people or an "I thou." "I it" means you deify, you you vilify the other, right? Mm-hmm. And you lack empathy. Mm-hmm. And I thou is this is a human. Now I'm not at all saying everybody has a right. Believe me, there are mm. people who I feel should be shut down eight ways to Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> it is sure. not a side to a story to be homophobic or misogynist or um, a war hawk or a liar. That's not a side to a right, story. Right, right. So I'm not one of the as much as I love J. Krishnamurti, and I do, and that was another seminal book, Awakening Intelligence. Uh for me, um, and a lot of Eastern philosophies, I can't go as far as your enemy is your teacher. No, Tucker Carlson's not my teacher. Ann Coulter's <laughs> not my teacher. Nope. Kellyanne Conway, uh, Sean Hannity, I wish them ill. Yes, and yes, when Andrew yeah. Breitbart They're died, dangerous. I was walking on air. When Andrew uh, Breitbart yeah. died, I Dead felt grave. joy. My, yeah. Yeah. The same joy as when I found my wallet in Union Square and I lost it. <laughs> my, that um, level yeah. of joy. My, yeah. my, I've told my Breitbart story a million times. This is when he was still alive. Uh, this is right after Sarah Palin had her whole, um, uh, uh, what was it? What was the word that she made up? That fucking stupid oh, ass so word. Oh, so many. I don't so know. So many. But she, it was, she made up uh, refu- Refudiate. It was Refudiate. And I had tweeted some some like stupid old. I was nineteen. I tweeted some mm-hmm. fucking stupid ass zinger of a tweet. It wasn't even that good. But then Andrew Breitbart somehow got got wind of it, retweeted it to all of his followers. Right. I was on a flight. They don't really care. They don't. They care. just want to attack. So yep. I was on a flight. Turned my phone off. And by the time I landed, turned my phone back on. All these f- crazy ass motherfucking right. tweets, just calling me all these racist things. Right, that's Can't the point of it. That's right. why. 100%. That's why it was done. And Andrew Breitbart, the reason I, I felt joy is the reason I felt joy. His his <laughs> behavior impacted negatively the lives of, of many many people in society. People. Yes, yes, and the sting operation, shutting down Acorn, all these many many things. Uh, he was. He is a person with no moral compass uh, who doesn't mean anybody well. And I'm assuming self-loathing has a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. You can't be a happy, stable person and behave in that manner. No. Mm-hmm. And his taking him out of the equation is a very good thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not talking about my vitriol is not aimed at little petty things in my personal life. Like that person was mean to me at the no, deli. No, I'm talking no. about people Harmful. who have actual power that destroy 
lives for years to come. Mm-hmm. And if the Trump voters, who, by the way, are not hard, decent, hardworking Americans, and I'm tired of that myth. Yeah. They are decent, hardworking nothing. They, <laughs> if they didn't get it by the time, and first of all, he didn't win. Didn't win. He didn't win. No, and I hate when, when people just take it. Oh, he was elected. He was not. No. With, what with the rolling back of the Voting Rights Act, with voter suppression, with interference, Bingo. and with all kinds of software tampering that was in play when John Kerry won and <laughs> when the late Antonin Scalia, good riddance to bad yeah, rubbish, installed George Bush illegally. Mm-hmm. I don't believe a Republican has won legally. Since, since Reagan, Reagan? Since, uh, since uh, Bobby Kennedy was shot. Oh, wow. I believe, and this is not conspiracy, this is business. Because mm-hmm. with right-wingers, it's business, it's blood sport. With Breitbart, it's a blood sport. Yep, yep, yep. Um, there is a concerted effort to dominate mm-hmm. and to make sure less people vote. Because when more people vote, especially since the 60s, it swings left. Mm-hmm. Uh, it swings left. Mm-hmm. And the... The world, American culture especially, there was no putting the toothpaste back in the tube after the 60s and the early 70s. That's just a fact. And the the great majority of, of humans that live in this country uh, are not with the uh, quote-unquote moral majority, the right. evangelicals. They're a very, very small part, but they're well-funded and they've got power. They've got uh, also big industry behind them. Mm-hmm. And a decision was made, I think. We got to make sure that people who have an impact like George McGovern, like Mike Dukakis, like Bobby Kennedy, do not have this impact. Like, like um, Jill Stein or Elizabeth Warren or Maxine Waters, they got to neutralize them and they have to create myths around them and they have to create that it was a landslide that McGovern lost in. I don't know if that's true. No. Because there's been, uh, I don't know if I, am I allowed to say the F word? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know that rat fucking, which is uh, uh, made uh, famous uh, during the Nixon era. Yep. Where, and Carl Rove was recruited as a young man because Haldeman and Ehrlichman noticed what a piece of shit he was mm-hmm. and, and co- tampering with college elections. Does that tell you something about, you know, God. where they're He'd coming go there. from? Yeah. So after Watergate, you know, the phrase Republicans would say never again. They didn't mean never again that. They meant never again will we be busted and yeah. transparent. And they started at that time buying up news stations and papers and creating faux think tanks and influencing people. And again, this is just business. It's not tinfoil hat time. And that's another way to disengage and dismiss. It's just people to say, like, oh, oh, that's yeah. they're just a conspiracy. It, since we can go back to ancient Rome, we can go back to ancient Egypt. Well, oh, that's just the nature of power. It seeks to consolidate. Well, it's just there's know? something happening now. And like Mano talked about this. Like she was like, Two things about obstruction of justice are either people get caught or people get away with it and people risk their entire lives and their careers because they know at least there's some chance of them getting away scot-free. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's what's happening now with, with all Well, the there's never been big repercussions. No. Really? No. Not no. for Watergate, not for not for Iran Contra, not for Nicaragua. None, none of these. He just you know couldn't I mean? run the free world he anymore. Just not yeah. for Bridgegate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Benghazi. Oh, let's keep talking about that. Uh, you know, that's because the right uh, tends to dominate the conversation because because they're very loud and they've got the money and, mm-hmm. and the power and the and the airspace to yep. do it. And also the left and the center is not that mean spirited. They are not. That's that's. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's who you are that makes you be how you gravitate. It's neuroscience. It's 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 
it's not even always about issues, especially for the right. It's not about issues at all because there are no issues. Right. Uh, it's it's limbic brain, neuroscience, cruelty, anxiety, fear, you know, or uh, money grab, whatever it is. There's the cynics and the suckers. The cynics are at, at the top mm-hmm. using the dum-dums as a hammer. It is yeah. a limb. And then the dum-dums no. at the bottom think they're going to get what they want and also uh, there's something people the of end. color and the gays will go away. Yeah, it right. Is, it is a limbic brain <clears throat> thing because it is just all like... It's all emotion. It's all emotional, but it's all... Everything else is informed by that emotion of just... Right. We're gonna... It's frontal lobe, too, and it's my it's myopic. Yep. And because and it's easier, right? If you're a right winger, you get to claim the moral high ground and you don't have to care about anything. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to sacrifice uh, oh anything. God. You've got to recycle. I don't want to pay my taxes. And I, and I always feel like, do you like driving on this road? Mm-hmm. Do you go to an airport? Guess what? Your taxes We all paid for this that. shit, motherfucker. And yeah. I don't want my taxes going to Planned Parenthood. Well, first of all, because oh, of the Hyde Amendment. They they don't. They really don't. Yeah. So you want ninety percent, ninety cents on every dollar to go to the military industrial complex? Is that you would prefer that uh. and to lobbyists and all that kind of stuff? But that would require unpacking and thinking. So it's much much easier to be on the right, right? Because you get to pretend that you've got the, you know. The flag and Jesus, whatever the heck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you're on the side. Of the, you're on the right side. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, you get to coast. But you will. It does bite you in the head. You still have yeah. to breathe dirty air. You still have to drink water. That's We're tainted. all living on the same you world. Still, yeah, yeah, you still have to go on a bridge that hasn't been serviced right. for 800 years, or Amtrak Ugh. that has antebellum. Uh, you know, infrastructure. Uh, yeah. All of these things, they still have to do that too. Yep, yep, yep. So what? are you thinking in terms of 2018 2020 who are the strong leaders like i i would just like to hear from you who you're excited about if anybody well i really enjoyed kennedy's rebuttal yeah to the state of the I union and i love elizabeth warren there's a lot of good democrats maxine uh, and many many of the great democrats you'll see on c-span too on the floor fighting <laughs> yeah. the good fight mm-hmm. they don't get a lot of press time. major airtime. but the thing is None of that matters until we uh, un- undo what's been done with gerrymandering right, absolutely. and the Voting Rights Act and the tampering of software. Nothing will change yeah, it can. until that is addressed. Right. All of that's being appealed up to the Supreme Court, and that's just like a Well, unfortunately, the Supreme Court is—, right. is yeah. uh, is Hopefully, hopefully right. somebody will do the right thing in the Supreme Court. I mean, there's some decent judges, but for the most part, it's been packed yeah. with—, uh, with um, you know, a, a lot of these people that uh, are on the side of, of the bullies. Right. Yeah. I, but Because I think was in North Carolina overturned or something. Well, like, North Carolina, again, they are not well represented. The people of North Carolina are not in any way no, well represented no. by the handful of assholes. <laughs> they represent in the same way that the right wing of the Knesset in Israel dominates, the right wing of our government dominates. Does not represent us, but no. it is easy to, and also Brexit doesn't represent England. <laughs> no, but it's easy to see why people go, "What a bunch of assholes!" Yep. If and also Fox News, unfortunately, thanks to Rupert Murdoch, goes all over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they see Fox News, so you can understand why they'd go, "What's wrong with them?" Yeah, they think that's us. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, they don't realize unless they go outside of that. But also, if you only saw the Brexit people and the and, and the Theresa May people and the and the and the uh, UKIP in in England, you'd go, "What a bunch of assholes!" Yeah, of course. Um, every country in every era has these problems, yeah. and until human nature changes, this is not going to change. Oh shit! Yeah. So, 
Well, I mean, the but luckily we we do make more. I mean, time does go on. I mean, progress does. That's why they have to. I, I don't know if it's consolation that they have to steal the elections to win them. Right. <laughs> Does that make sense? You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. like that's no, a comfort I mean... to know, but it's not really. I mean, like, yeah, the, the moral arc bends not linearly, not even. Well, there is no moral. The universe doesn't tilt towards anything. No. It's neutral at yeah. best. Right. At best. Right. At best. Right. Right. But there, when people talk about the universe tilts towards justice, I don't think so. I think it's, and also it doesn't take requests. So stop <laughs> yeah, asking right, stuff. Right. It's, yeah. it's not your it's personal. It's not listening. It's not your, it's not Alexa. Right. You know what I mean? It's not or, Alexa. Or, or, it's it's just stop stop that's narcissism to me like the universe ask is the not universe. Alexa. <laughs> it's a, it's there it's it's yeah. it's it's not it doesn't hear you right it's not going to speak back to you right and if it tilted towards justice history would be a very very different thing we should say it is rule number ninety eight of culture the, the universe, universe is not Alexa. Alexa although what you're saying about <laughs> we just have to point that out because it is a rule we have to just immortalize that but <laughs> yeah. what you're saying about the toothpaste not being able to go back in the tube after the sixties is and the early seventies were mm. people don't remember that uh, having been cognizant yeah, uh-huh. and, and in school at that time they were very very you know the early seventies were even more so yeah. in many many ways and uh, Carter was a great, great president. Now, mm-hmm. the story that's been told since, because they have to, oh. is that he was the worst because they can't have a person like Carter and his God. and the First Lady Rosalind who are still building homes for Habitat They're, and for Humanity. Oh my God. Yes, yes, They're yes. authentically trying to make a better world. That's why the Republicans have to tar and feather them and pretend. And by the way, Reagan, in cahoots with Kissinger, kept the hostages oh hostage. God. Until after the election. This is the kind of person that you're talking about yeah. to make Carter look bad and to and I ha, do we know he won in a landslide? I don't trust that. And, you know, our press is very fast to call out other countries. They'll in a second stolen election, stolen election. Yet here. Oh, my God. You bring it up and then you're seen as a pariah. First of all, whenever I go to Atlanta, I cry because there's a, there's a, there's a big sort of banner that you know honors Jimmy Carter and as just, well ju- he should be just the best man. And if you go to his presidential library in Georgia, it's the most beautiful building in the world. They play the sweetest little video about him and Rosamond Ros- Ros- Rosalind 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 just about the peanut farm and everything. And oh my mm-hmm. God, Jimmy Carter's the best. It's, well, you should hear it. They make it very easy. If you hear. Um, Charles Crothammer or Hannity or any of these guys or or, or, uh, Bill Crystal or um, any Fox, any any Fox, and then the ones that are considered the smarter ones. Uh, Yeah, Um, wait, what about Shep Smith? Now, good. good, Shepard Smith, uh, he has his moments because of his his personal. Because he's still there, but he still works at Fox. He's still there. Bar still so low. And and if you hear some of the the usual suspects castigating, disparaging the person, then you know that you should be on that person's side. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they yeah, make yeah, it, yeah, or yeah. in the same way the way, and Bush and Reagan and, and Trump, they name things. The Clear Skies Initiative, well, you better watch your back, mm-hmm. birds, and anything in the sky. You know, if it's called that, it, everything's opposite day. <laughs> no child day. left behind. Yes. So they make it actually quite simple. Yeah. yeah. Um, everything is the opposite and that it's branded because also... They have no respect for their base, who they're talking no, to, because no, no, you no. can't respect people and lie to them that way. No, Fox no, no. News, Roger, Roger Ailes, who was there, Rupert Murdoch, none of those guys. Now, having been on Fox a number of times, which is a fool's errand, <laughs> you you see that there's a, a divide between uh, those that know they're lying and those that don't. Right. I don't know which is worse. There's some that are very clearly 
understanding what their role is and they know that they're lying. Right. Then there's some that you meet there, Hannity, like, Brian Kilmeade, some of the Fox friends. They, they are they are dum-dums. They are the high school bully. Gretchen. And oh, they Gretchen also has, aren't real clue. political animals. They don't go out. They don't do their homework. Or yeah. They no. read off the teleprompter. Then there's like Bill O'Reilly, who in the early days anyway, Greta Van Susteren, Tucker Carlson, they know they're lying. Yeah. They are just getting paid. They're opportunists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know which is worse. They're what's, both bad. What's your take on Megyn Kelly? I don't like her. Yeah, no. I don't like her. Uh, you know what? Day late, dollar short. Uh, 100%. With some of these things, yeah. you know? 100%. Oh uh, you can, her true colors shine through because you hear about this Jane Fonda stuff. Oh, it's no, she's nasty. It's, she's completely and, nasty. Anybody who's got a problem still, like my father, still refers to as Hanoi Jane. Yeah. The man is baby. Oh, he is won't let it go. Can't. And uh, his whole life is is any and it shouldn't be because he is the uh, the child. Uh, he's first generation. Raised poor in the Bronx, first to get past the eighth grade, and wanted to be the opposite of his family. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's that same. And he, at college, was a young Republican and has never let it go because now, at this point, and he's very religious, mm-hmm. but he's a very nice guy and he's very bright. He's just wrong. Yeah, you know, just on wrong. so many things. But now, and he doesn't like Fox, he doesn't like Trump. He's not one of those. Yeah, right. Uh, but he is a hardcore. Republican. Mm-hmm. There's no, and he has elevated Clinton bashing or or distaste to a philosophy. I don't know why. Oh. It's just the way it is. Um, but to un to pull at that thread now, he'd have to rethink every every everything that he has built his right. Yeah, ideology. It's, it's, it's upon. now in him. It's yeah. in there. But he's actually a very nice guy. Mm-hmm. But in the aggregate, out there, the they out there. Although he is uh, in retirement, he does nothing but volunteer. Right, he yeah, yeah. meals on wheels, the big grandpa program for reading, all mm. of these things. But he still has a they. Yeah. Oh and also God. he thinks, because uh, and those guys, wacky liberal. Like he. he <laughs> yeah, right, right, well, right. Are you see Obama, a liberal. Are you kidding me? Obama mm. is, is a Republican, if nothing else. I mean, I, I am a fan of Barack Obama, but he was a conservative of the old school, and he was far too conciliatory. Mm-hmm. Makes no yeah, sense yep. why he would ever think there could be bipartisanship mm. when they said out loud, we will do everything we can to stand against yeah, this man. Yeah. There, there is no reason in the world mm-hmm. to try and, and curry favor with people who will never, never accept you. Yeah, they were upfront about going as low as possible. I, I know, I mean, and they certainly did. And he yeah. always was... So nice. Tragic. So, so parsing his words so much, which was, and you know what? He had nothing but support. Mm-hmm, he yeah. had people running through the streets. That's when does that happen? Oh, I remember. Yeah, and 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 yet still to have Rick Warren at the inauguration was the first thing where you go. Now I feel sick. It's starting. Uh, the the conciliatory nonsense is starting. Mm. He actually thinks that he can build a bridge, or he's secretly more conservative than. Then we know, but uh, and when that guy when said you, you ever... lie at the State of the Union, uh, oh my, he might as well have said you lie, peep. boy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just, yeah. if you don't understand how racist the Republican Party ha- has become over the last thirty years, it's um, then then you're either a liar or stupid or you don't care. Because you know what, the whole thing about him thinking that he can build a bridge to the other, to the other side is just made so much worse by the fact that that's never happened. The the reverse of that has never happened in the last. Oh, Democrats always so. are willing 
always are willing, and yet they're painted as ones who are not, because that's what makes them Democrats. Right. Yeah. They are a different animal than a Republican, especially today. A modern-day Republican, I don't know what you would call it. No, I don't know. A nihilist? Actually, that gives nihilism a bad name. I'm not <laughs> even going to do that, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Nihilism, nihilism is often misunderstood. But they are... They are. They're like proto fascists, but you can't even use the word fascists anymore because people no, fasc- just over overuse that. No, that they word. are opportunists, uh, craven. Um, well, they're limited, obsessed. Limited. They're obsessed limited. with being victims. I mean, I think in any position and that's they want to, they right. know. They know, and in the same way that Bill Buckley knew there was no liberal media bias, mm-hmm. but you say it enough, and you know it becomes real. that they're going to bend over backwards to try and not be. Mm-hmm. Oh. Do you know what I mean? And so NPR will give a harder time. To Elizabeth Warren than they will to Kellyanne Cohen. Because they have and, and so, we don't want to show why. Show it. You know, if, if you're going to consider liberal with the truth and with kindness and with progress, take it. Take the label. Yep. It is not a dirty word. That's why. And I had it when I got the job at Air America. I had liberal tattooed on my oh, arm. Uh-huh. Just to, and that's not like, aren't I cool? It's just to say, it's not a dirty word. Yeah, it's, no, it's, yeah, it no, should no. be embraced. And I don't want it. And progressive is fine or whatever. But even at the registration, they said, maybe we shouldn't say liberal. And I was like, I am absolutely saying liberal. Yeah. It has a grand tradition of being the reason we make any progress yes, right. whatsoever. Absolutely. Progressive. And yes. I feel like, but even in high school, I grew up on Long Island. I was scared to say I was liberal. I, I thought I thought like I, I, the easy thing is saying like well if I say I'm liberal they're gonna know I'm gay and I'm afraid. No, see that's brainwashing. And yeah, that's of course what it fil- was. That's I was what filters down. Liberal is something to be proud of. Conservative yeah. is not no. at this point. And saying you're Republican, as I said, you should keep that to yourself. Or if you voted for Brexit, <laughs> don't say it out loud, man. That's yep. like you don't. Yeah. Rush Limbaugh's your friend. I it's know. Fuck. I remember because I, I do I do watch Real Housewives and on the New York. <laughs> Andy Cohen fully asked them, so who voted for who? And the ones that voted for Hillary Clinton are raising their hands mm-hmm. proudly, and then the rest of them would rather keep it private. Right, which tells you that they- <laughs> That they're ashamed. And why do you want to keep it private? So you hmm. know that it's bad. Yep. So then why did you do it? Because they know it's about their money. Right, but it isn't. It they're isn't. gaining nothing. Yeah, but yeah. The, yeah. They will gain nothing by this. Everybody Ooh. thinks they're going to somehow make money through this dysfunctional government. That is yeah. not the case, and it's all- gonna collapse you know what i mean there 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 is no there there with that money he doesn't even manage his he's bankrupt three times over no it's horrible and won't release his tax returns for many many reasons but uh money it's just it's just uh and i think russian money and russian money yeah yeah, yeah. um, clearly it's just it's just silly and if like i said that decent uh, when people try and say, you know, the Tea Party, just hard. No, racist. Yes. Uh, racist. Yeah. Not voters, not decent, hardworking. You were out anything. against the Tea yeah. Party very right, early. Right, and I was banned yeah. from MSNBC. I was on Keith Oberman's show, uh. and I was banned from MSNBC. Although, oddly, they started calling me after Al Franken was accused to come on and talk really? about it. And uh. I was like, you guys can go fuck yourselves. No, no, no. That is, you were banned me for being, for what? For what was it? Was it Keith who like put, no, put in no, that? No, Keith. Okay, was uh, was appalled, and then Keith left shortly after. Right, yeah, right. That. Yeah, sure, sure, no, sure. But, yeah, but that and then the I became a regular on his new right. series right. That, yeah. that he then left. I'm not the only one who's been banned for things like that, no. but um, I also lost voiceover jobs after that because a faux controversy was created by the yeah. bar and fake things. Fuck. It wasn't really, and the and the pe- the companies I was doing voiceovers were, wouldn't have even known. They're not watching that show, and but <sighs> the pretend we're gonna boycott, and they also um, 
like almost like robo bomb it. You know what I mean? It's like the same five people so creating stupid. tons of of fake outrage. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, but then you know when you lose jobs over something like that, then you realize, oh, I probably shouldn't be working with those people anyway. If that's <laughs> exactly if, if they take yeah. issue with racists being called racist, then I probably shouldn't be mm-hmm. working right. Just working with them period. with those people. Um, before we move on, I, I have to ask, and this is this is just a very frivolous question because I wanted to ask this for so long. Was the scene in Wet Hot American Summer where you had to find the phone in the infirmary shot in one take? Yes, we only had one <laughs> one chance to do it because you had to destroy uh, everything because of the money. I right. mean, like the the, the budget. <laughs> sure, they didn't have enough. To redo everything. To redo the whole so, thing. Oh, my god! Much to my chagrin, because uh, I enjoyed doing that with Joe so much. Ugh. And I loved screaming, running up. And I had wished so much we could keep that scream. I would have liked to have kept on kept yeah. running, going. screaming, and, and yeah. knocking things over. But yeah. my favorite part is when Joe is frightened by a lampshade. Yes, yes, I know. And then punches it. And unfortunately, yeah. in the liner notes for this release of this wet, hot compendium, I said he punched the phone. And I should have corrected oh. that, but I didn't feel like retexting David Wayne. But <laughs> he punched a lamp. That and that was like in the, in the moment. But sure. that makes me laugh so hard when he gets startled by the lampshade and, and then punches. Hits it. The, I know. Oh my god, it's so funny. You're like, yes. So uh, people who are reading the liner notes, just know that Janine. <laughs> it's not phone. I know it's, it's not phone. It was now. the lampshade. Janine knows once and for all. It really is so incredible that cast and what the everyone went on to do, and like it's yep. just crazy. That's it's amazing that. It was Bradley Cooper's first film, Amy yep. Poehler's first film. I mean, Paul Rudd obviously early. had been, I think yeah. Elizabeth Banks' yeah. first film, I believe. Um, there's got to be more. Well, um, Chris Maloney, Chris Maloney, I guess. Well, Chris Maloney actually was, was an actor, but then yeah. you yes. know, became even became more. Bigger. But the level of fame oh, achieved gosh. by Rudd, Cooper, yeah. um, and Poehler is yeah. one of those. That's very rare. Crazy. That's for anybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then also David and Michael's trajectory mm-hmm. uh, oh, upwards, yeah. and Ken, Re- like all, 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 all the of states, Stella, those, those yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, you're lucky if one person makes it that exactly, high in exactly. the pantheon, right? But to have so many in that cast who went on to become uber famous, yeah, iconic yeah, yeah. signature. Yeah. Performers I mean, and yeah. artists, yeah. That just that just goes to show, like that the curation that went into that ensemble was just. Well, also, so we all mostly knew each other. Sure, uh-huh. Uh-huh. of course. Um, the I had not met Chris Maloney before that, but I, but I knew of of him. Amazing, um, versatile. Oh my gosh, yeah. so funny! So Huge crush. I had. Oh, of I, I, can, I can say it now. Oh I yeah, had, I mean. The biggest crush on Chris Maloney. So good looking. You have oh to my imagine. God. Like when he walks he, in the room, like you become an animal. Not, not, <laughs> only, not only attractive that way, but funny and nice uh-huh. and very, very talented. And uh. I used to just go watch him do his really? scenes. Really? Oh, what, with, with pure lust. And that's, not, I'm not really like that. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, mm-hmm. Famously low libido. And it's not, it's not about <laughs> somebody's looks all the time, but you, if you make them funny yeah, also, 100%. Uh, then it's like now. There's I, a power there. Seals the I deal. don't even know what to do but he is he is like his body is is ridiculous and usually i, I don't oh, yeah, go crazy. for that kind of sure. thing no but in his case that's a man something that's, that's a man that's a, yeah, man. That's a manly man yeah, yeah. Chris Maloney. also never that. forget that gay sex scene that oh, yeah, was like huge. totally pure and a very great and like yeah. honestly very loving like yeah. super respectful that's just great not acting. for yeah. laughs yeah, like yeah. for laughs but like great but no, that's authentically committed to the characters yes. and doing Love a great it. job 
And also, it's testament to both of their acting. Oh, now yeah. everybody thinks Michael Ian Black is gay. That's David Wayne, Michael Schulter, and Michael Ian Black. They've been dealing with that since they were teenagers. Yeah, sure. no. And they embrace it because they are secure in who they are. Of and course. it's not, and they know that it's not a criticism right. to be, of course, no, to be called that. But Michael Ian Black, that must have, <laughs> do you know, he told me, sir, I don't know whether he's joking. He claims, and I'll take him at his word, that when he was a kid, his. Mom and her partner sat him down and said, you know, you can come out to us. <laughs> he says that that happened. He was like, I'm not gay. Oh like, even God. his yeah. two moms. Uh, he ha- he, she was, <laughs> they knew. They, he has a dad and then they divorced and then he had two moms. Mm-hmm. And if he's telling me the truth, I, I believe him. Yeah, uh, 100%. He, he said they sat him down and said, you know, you can come out. To- Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> Lovely. And Very he funny, to so say nice. to his moms, I'm not Gay. And they're like, okay, not like, yet. That seems like a sketch from something. <laughs> oh, that's, 100%. Oh, my God. That's, that's pretty great. And it's it's always the ones, we have We have these these straight male friends who are just 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 the best people in the world. You're like, are, damn it. We're often mistaken for, mistook <laughs> oh, for being yeah, gay, yeah, but yeah. then it's, there's something. No, that, they're just that a good human. That means yeah. that they're either nice or British. Exactly. Yeah, right? <laughs> Because it's a fine line. It's right. a fine line. It's a fine with line. The, with the Euro. Actually, the whole Euro, British, French, sometimes sometimes Scandinavian. Yeah. Yes. Gay or just international. Such a gray area. <laughs> Such a gray area. It's true. Once it's you go true. to Europe, you're like, God, everyone here is an option. No, but, but they no. just have style. They <laughs> yeah, style. exactly. Yeah, they yeah. And, got they, it going and, on. and they've just got a certain way about <laughs> je ne sais quoi. them. Yeah. Um, wow. A gay je ne sais quoi. A gay je ne sais quoi. <laughs> um, a gay ne sais quoi. A gay ne sais quoi. Title of episode. Write it down. There we go, Well. Um, okay, so we should move on to I Don't Think So, Honey. Okay. This is this is the moment where you take some, and we've done it a lot already, but this is more of a concentrated mm-hmm. one minute. Um, anything in pop culture, anything you want, take one minute to rail against it. Okay, well, it. it's very difficult for me to get to a point succinctly with clarity. But you know what? You, <laughs> no. you do what you do. But, uh... If I try to get into a minute, you can just stop me at a minute, and maybe it'll be uh, under a minute. Okay, well, we'll go first we'll so you, go can, first. you can Something see Something I demo. touched upon earlier Wonderful. that I will expand upon. Okay, great. Perfect, perfect. So um, I think I have a good one. Okay, great. This is Matt Rogers's. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Fantasy movies with long ass titles like Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and now this one, next one is going to be called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and like The Secret of Dumbledore, and also How to Get a, Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Blah, blah, blah. It's like <laughs> simplify it. If you want me to see this movie, call it Dumbledore is Gay. Yeah. Second, I don't think so, honey. On this topic, them saying, well, Dumbledore's not going to be explicitly gay, but watch this space. Quote, watch this space. No, I've been watching this space. Dumbledore is gay, and I. I also think he was an intense fuck. Here's my thing. If you don't want it to be gay, don't cast Jude Law, who is one of those straights who gives you gay. Mm-hmm. We're seeing him as a psychosexual gay young pope. I mean, he's not gay in the thing, but he might as well be. The man gives more face than Naomi Campbell. Here's the deal. <laughs> 15 seconds. We are over it. We want Dumbledore to be gay. Uh-huh. I'm here watching the movie. Let me tell you something about the first Fantastic Beast and where to find them. It was more sexual than Call Me By Your Name. Dumbledore is gay. Let's have him be gay. Jude Law is playing him. He's gay. I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. Wonderful. That was was gorgeous. That was well constructed. Uh, That was a gay art house film. Fantastic Beast and where to find them. Absolutely. Did you see that? I didn't. It would just just take us at our word when there's just very artfully done homoeroticism. Like beautifully in that movie. shot yeah. homoerotic scenes between Colin Farrell and Ezra Miller. So well, isn't that true of many films, especially in early cinema? 
Absolutely. The celluloid closet. Let's say it's a <laughs> hearkening back closet. to the celluloid closet. But I'm upset with them because they have Johnny Depp in the movie and it's and like, it's come just, on. You know his what? taste in jewelry is not is not right for me. There and, you go. And uh, his, also just his sartorial choices in general are, are not quite right for me. But right. he seems like a very interesting person. <laughs> yeah, right. wouldn't have gone to a college radio, college rock concert back <laughs> when you were in school, back when you were at Providence. Well, just sart- sartorially, he did not inspire. Well, he would you know, not have inspired. He was into music and stuff. He always has been. But right. I, I don't know that we would have had the same taste. There I don't know that for sure. Right. Sure, sure, sure. Right. But <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, look, I'll probably go see you. <clears throat> sure, sure, sure. But I just think let's move past the, who, who's going to be the first character in one of these big things to just be gay. You know what I mean? Like, when is that going to happen? Yeah. Like Star Wars with uh, Poe Dameron. Like that that character, he's on the edge. Sure. And I feel like at at what point are we just gonna have like a major mainstream explicitly gay, gay. character? But not even who's like, gonna take the risk? You don't even have to move the dial that much. You just make him be like, ugh. Just, just make him scoff in, in a fucking scene, and then right. we'll get it. So I get what you're saying. I I, I have Do that you know frustration what I mean? too. Yeah, like, but has there not been? Not in film. I not in like think. major. We were just talking picture. about this. We on our last episode, I said there's not a gay character in this one thing, and there literally has to be. It was Star Wars. Oh, you sure. know what I mean? I get like not wanting to risk Star Wars, but it's like you take risks it's all not the time a risk. in Star it's Wars. 2018. There exactly. That's how I feel. And I'm like, you're telling me in the galaxy because it is a galaxy. Uh huh. It's actually rule number thirteen Still in the galaxy, of culture. One out of every four people. <laughs> right. One out of every, so, rule number thirteen of culture. culture. Star, Star Wars. It's, it's a, a galaxy. galaxy. And in the galaxy, there's not a gay. You know what? You're right. I don't know, honey. Maybe they're transcended that and just pansexual. Sure, sure, sure. And pansexual. They do say that Laura Dern's character in the extended canon is, is same-sex oriented. But we didn't say that on is screen. Is Leia's lover is potentially? potentially? Well, I don't know if that was fanfic or not. Got it. Got it. Got it. But listen. Give me um, something. Throw me a bone, films. Come on. All right. So that was beautiful, Matt. Um, Thank you for oh, saying my, my it was phone's beautiful. fritzing out a little bit. Well, don't worry, baby. I got um, you. I don't know you. Nope. It's, it's good. We're okay, good. it's back from Great. the fritz. Great. All right. This is Bone Yang's I Don't Think So Honey, and his time will begin now. I Don't Think So Honey food truck culture? Listen, <laughs> it's... It's ephemeral. It's the whole construct of it is 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 built on it not being available to you at all times, which is fine. But just to have to create this uh, artificial scarcity around oh oh the dumpling trucks here it's Thursday <laughs> and having a line of people, this throng of people just clamoring for dumplings is just not what we not we we we've grown out of this as a culture, haven't we? We've grown out of first of all eating from fucking styrofoam. Trays. I don't fucking think so. Styrofoam. What am I supposed to do with this? Throw this in the trash and and have that not be a stain on my conscience? Oh my god! I don't think so, honey. Food truck culture. seconds for having food that is subpar that coasts <laughs> on novelty because you got it out of a fucking vehicle. I don't think Five so, honey. Seconds. You know what? This is not a novelty in some countries. I go to China. I get fucking delicious meals out of a cart as well. It doesn't cost me an arm and a fucking leg to buy stuff out of a food truck. It's well over so one I don't minute. think so, honey. Food truck culture. One minute, ten seconds. That's all right. I'm, all right I, I you feel will good be about docked. Um, pay. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll take it. Listen, Janine. Uh, are you ready for your? I don't think so, I honey. Do. I am. So this is Janine Garofalo's. I don't think so, honey. Her time starts now. I do not think so, my dear. <laughs> um, I, a couple of things. One is the vocal fry. Which uh, is yeah. Sure, sure, sure. 
valley girl speak, and yes. at least when I was growing up, it, it was contained, mostly to Southern California. Uh-huh. Moon Zappa, of course, made it very, very famous, sure. but it's broken wide <gasps> domestically, internationally. And when I hear people who who are far too old to be doing, it's just one of those <laughs> yeah. things that becomes. It's an affectation that becomes, unfortunately, part of their way of communicating and yep. it's it's very annoying because it's not authentic seconds. and also slang and lingo when it's used by adults especially on the cooking channel and the food network and also i believe <laughs> richard lewis deserves credit credit for on steroids and from hell now he coined those phrases wow. on letterman in the 80s 15 uh, seconds. and they 15 seconds. Uh, are now part of everyone's yes. lexicon on steroids. First of all, it, it, you shouldn't be still saying it, but no. Richard mm. Lewis deserves credit Five seconds. for for on steroids and from hell, from Letterman from the ni- early 1980s. Boom. And that's one minute. Oh, gorgeous. What a gorgeously we time. Covered, so, we covered But nobody ever a... gets, he, he, yeah, no, you're right. Thank you for in, that. His, in his comedy routines and they became like, why, like a fire. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and, but when people still say, on steroids, on acid. Mm. First of all, it's been done. No. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. talk about the food as an adult would. Yes. Um, you don't have to say that that cupcake, first of all, it's of average size. Stop pretending <laughs> it's large. I can't say when people are pretending food is large when yeah. it's really of average to small yeah. size. I don't want to play along with that. But but when you see adults uh, uh, speak, hashtag worth it, just speak just as an yeah, adult. Just yeah, speak yeah. on it. Speak it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the hashtag thing literally couldn't last much longer than it when it first became a thing i was like okay the hashtag thing that's gonna get filtered out but no it's now becoming no, the world on every television it. show they say hashtag it's just this. all kinds of slang and lingo and i understand that's that's part of of our linguistic of our language sure. there's all, all kinds of slang that has stood the test of time i mean from shakespeare on i mean shakespeare is responsible for mm-hmm, a great mm-hmm, many things mm-hmm. that we say but some of the things, and also the way up, it's like, so I was like, I didn't want to go and then be late. Like uh, you go here on the cell phones, because once you overhear inane conversations on cell phones, you can't underhear them. Mm-hmm. You know, you just hear them. Yeah. And adults in business, you know, they're real biznos. You can tell because they say, we're on the same page and blah, yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, touch yeah, base. Yeah. So that's how I know they're in business. Oh, my God. But they're speaking in that childlike, Lilt. sing-songy way, male and female. Yep. Yeah. People... 30 and over. Yep. And I just feel like that's not how you spoke. No. You know, and you are bastardizing the Queen's English and I shan't have it. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. We love it. And yeah, we it's such a hard left turn mentally to be like, wait, I'm gonna hashtag this out loud. Like, what are you doing? Keep the conversation going. Don't don't punctuate it with this unnecessary, like, redundancy. Or, or even, like, you are so funny. Like, when the person has said something. <laughs> and also, I've noticed a lot of younger people, not going to lie. It's a thing. It's not going to lie. Don't do it. Come on. Not going to lie. But then what follows is the most innocuous statement no one would ever doubt the efficacy of. It's like, not going to lie. Love bottled water. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, a, it's a, the strangest yeah. It's slang. Slang must go. Slang must go. And, and on House Hunters too. A lot of that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking. Bonus. Bonus. It's not a bonus room. First of all, it's it's a room. Let's get that straight. But meaty room, man cave, she shed. Oh god, she shed. I haven't heard she shed. All of these nonsense words that adults use, especially like fun suburbanites, like when they get together. Oh, you know what I mean? You see yeah, them on yeah. HGTV a lot. It's their form of humor, I guess, and communication, sure. but it, it's just like, that's not how 
you speak, right? And I'm people sure speak. when the chips are down, if there's an emergency, if the house is on fire, I doubt very much when things are serious, people are like, oh my God, grab the, grab the, <laughs> grab the duvet. Not going to lie, we need Not to get lie, out of here. Hashtag disaster. Hashtag over it. Over. Unfilter just, yourself, people. Right? So if you speak, if you don't speak that way when you, things are important to you, I feel <laughs> yeah. like just speak. Just speak. Normally, because also... It's it's more interesting to the listener, I find, and for you mm-hmm. to up your linguistic game. Just speak and don't don't back off. I know a lot of young people uh, don't want to be vulnerable, and that's uh-huh. part of it. It's yeah, like, yeah. and I was all, and they're like, and I know that's part of teenage. Mm-hmm. I don't want to commit because I'll get embarrassed if they make fun of me. So right. I do understand that they might not know anything else. But uh, I feel like just speak it, mm-hmm. speak it, and 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 it's better for you. It's better. It it it. it and also, there's many, many very intelligent people in my peer group in my life who speak, unfortunately, with a lot of slang, with the vocal fry. Now, if I didn't know that they were as smart as they are, mm-hmm. and I'm not even talking about academics, I'm talking about emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. which can be more important sometimes, mm-hmm. that you wouldn't know it, you know, by the way they kind sure. of communicate in a general way. And yeah. that it surprises you that when they do form yeah. a cogent it thought. It takes a while like, to get oh, there, wow. not because mm-hmm. it literally takes a while to get there, but because you've written that person off. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. and, and, I, and, and I don't... You know what I mean? What I'm saying is, is I don't write them because I I I'm, I'm I like them and I'm wearing them, but I don't understand the need to to speak in this manner. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, I, like I said, I'm I'm among the oldest, but you're 48 years old. Why are you Why mm-hmm. are you speaking like Guy Fieri or a child? <laughs> you know, which is basically the same thing. But sure, this, yeah, pretty much you know. like Guy Fieri or a child. Ugh. Why? Um, well, wow, this has been such a delight. Thank you so much, no, Janine, for you. coming on. This thank is you so... for being here. This has been an amazing episode. Now, here's the thing. I guess, like, if, from where you're listening, we're probably going to get on Splash Mountain very sure. soon. Sure. Just, just to let you guys know where we're at. Between Space Mountain and Splash Mountain, we just took an hour to, like, Depending eat a turkey leg. Depending yeah. on the lines. Depending on the lines. Well, we did fast pass. Contingencies. Exactly. <laughs> so many contingencies. Anything could happen. Mm-hmm. But we we probably just stopped and ate a turkey leg for an hour, and but now we're But it's very, very on. warm. There's right. that. There's, there's right. bathroom bricks. There's crowds. You must c- consider all things. All variables. Things. Yes, yes. Consider yes. all so variables out there. Aspirationally, aspirationally, <laughs> you will be hopefully on, on Splash, Splash Mountain, Mountain. Splash Mountain. And, and really getting getting our ultimate life on it. Of course, of to course. use a, a, a slang to use term. A, to, not, not a slang term. That's more like an Oprah live your best. Life. Right. That kind of thing, or, or your better angels, or. A little aphorism, oh. a, little, a little platitude. Or people love to get it on jewelry or t-shirts. Sure. Just, uh. just somehow, like that, that's yeah. going to do it for them. Well, yeah. I'd rather them have a phrase or a saying on their necklace than their own name. Oh, I don't Actually, mind I'd the rather the own name I, I than yeah. than Namaste or or um, live love laugh. No, or, Namaste you know, whatever and live love laugh both have to go for sure. Um, all right, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you, Janine Garofalo. Thank you. All righty, should we close it with a song? Yeah, what song? Um, Let's do the theme to Space Mountain. There is space, and on that space, there is a mountain for sure. And we found love on the mountain. Bye. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work.